Welcome back to the Coach Mike Podcast. I am shifting things a bit and calling this podcast always evolving. And I'm always evolving. And I've shifted this to be more bite-sized, more value-based, probably somewhere between 20 to 25 minutes. And I'm going to be releasing more of these types of podcasts. Today, I have a dear friend of mine who I consider a creative genius, creative director, choreographer, for some of the biggest artists in the business. Uh, his name's Ricky Jackson, and thanks for coming on the show. Woo! Richie, Richie, break it, break it down. Why, why should, why are you the expert in this space? Like, what have you done? <sighs> okay, Coach Mike, okay, 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 okay. So I've basically danced with everybody. Let me just start with Will Smith in the 2000 Grammy Award, Jessica Simpson, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Missy Elliott. I did Coke commercials. I did iPod commercials. The original iPod commercials, me. Uh, the original iPod billboards, me. I've danced with, well, let me just move on. Then I started to assist for people like Brandy and Carrie Hilson. And then eventually got to Lady Gaga, Katy Perry, Nicki Minaj, and more. I did A Star is Born. I did the Oscars with uh, with Lady Gaga and uh, Bradley Cooper, and now we're here today speaking with you. And I also did the Super Bowl Woo! for Lady Gaga. And when you say you did it, explain explain what exactly you do. Okay, I have a couple of hats. Uh, the first hat is choreographer, putting together the steps, uh, the vibe. How do we move? How many dancers do we need? Twenty three, two, fourteen, maybe ten. And then our creative direct, which is also choreography plus, you know, what are we doing with the hair, the makeup, the look? What is the tour about? What is the set about? What is each act about? How the dancers dress? How are they moving? I literally have to just be sort of the head of all of that as well when I'm a creative director. And when I'm a choreographer, I'm just over the dancers and the artist movement and the staging. It's a lot. And does so much of it depend on the chemistry you have with someone? Totally. Um, I think that when you are working in this business, you have to have chemistry. Uh, it depends on what kind of chemistry you're going for. You know, some people are become yes people. Yes, yes, yes to everything. I bet that's maybe a cool chemistry at first, but good luck because you'll eventually fall off because I don't think anyone great wants yes people. Uh, the chemistry like what? I, well, like like an artist would show a dance move. And do you ever do you remember any artists that would show something and you'd be like, no, we're doing it this way. Most of them, yes. Most of them, <laughs> oh, no, 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 not right there. You know, a few of them have gotten a couple of moves and I've been like, yes, that makes sense. If it makes sense, I'll roll with it. But if it does not, I'll be like, nah, let's try this. You know what I mean? So, um, but also, again, if the chemistry is all about how can you actually like work with who they are, who they are as a person, who they are as an artist, and what are we going for? And sometimes that chemistry has to be yes and no. You cannot be afraid to say no in this business because. If you do, they won't respect you later. Well, I can't I can't think of someone, uh, you know, I love the arts and I worked with a lot of entertainers and you're you're the best out there. Uh, so good yeah. that I even have you, I even have you come over and do dance classes with me. Yeah. Uh, check on TikTok. And <laughs> right. And what um, what is for, for anyone like looking to entertain? What? is a common mistake that you see someone do because you've worked with so many huge, iconic talents. Okay. The common mistake that I see a lot of, let's just speak about artists, do 
is they don't play to the venue. Meaning, there's a difference between a MTV Music Awards performance and a Super Bowl performance. There's a difference between a House of Blues performance and a Coachella performance. There's a difference between what you do on a music video as to what you do live. And when you don't know what kind of venue you're playing, that's where they, in my opinion, make the most mistakes. Is they 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 do something that feels less than the venue that they're at. So, what, do you have any examples? Uh, oh my God. Okay, how can I say this but not say this? But say I know. This? I already. I'm already like. I, I get it. Um. Uh, oh, you know. You I don't can let out, it out. I don't want to out anybody. I'm just. All I'm saying is. All the thing I would say is what, what year is this? 2020. We did yeah. 20. You know, think of <laughs> think of any Super Bowl after 2017 did you feel like you those halftime shows did you feel like you got something more than you expected is the question i would ask and that's just the that's a, just a question like do you feel like when you saw anyone after 2017 did they give you more than what you expected if they did then they did great if they didn't maybe they just didn't play to the venue Got it, because you're saying the Super Bowl is a venue where you go totally out of the box. The Super Bowl is like you go to the moon. Like, they literally are like, what can we do? Well, what's, what can we not do? Like, we, you literally go to the moon. You have to. It, when you stand on that 50-yard line, Mike, and you're, you're looking around, you're like, this is crazy. Like, you, you feel like you have the world at your feet. And if you don't use that space and that opportunity to go for it, yeah, it's an opportunity. And and let me let me ask you like you've seen so many people quote try to make it right yeah and when does someone know if they're just not a star oh you are shame for that question okay when does someone know by, by the way I feel like this is this is across all industries yeah I mean this is the thing about it. Because you'll get, I know, Richie, I know, I know you're you're the guy where people are like, oh, he works with Gaga, he works with Katy Perry, I want him to work with my kid, or I want him to work with my relative, and we don't, money's not an issue, and right. you're suddenly, you're suddenly brought in. Yes. Okay. For me, personally, that when I know that someone should wrap it up, and just like call it quits, is when you're starting to force them to do what they're supposed to do. When you're trying mm. to make them do this and make them do that and they're dragging their feet and they're not happy with who they are themselves or what the situation is and you're in there pulling their everything, they need to go. Because they have to still be the anchor of this whole thing. They have to still be the seed. But I'm talking about like new in the biz. Well, if you're new in the biz, after listen, after so many no's and so, listen, you can either be, what's our girl that did, um, uh, what's, what's, I mean, that movie is huge now. Her brand is humongous. You can be our girl that did, what's the magician's movie? Harry Potter. Harry Potter? She was in Harry Potter's movie and she's a singer? No, the, the writer oh. of Harry Potter. I'm, I'm blanking on Oh, you mean J.K. Rowling, the writer okay. of Harry Potter. You see, eventually she made it. Yeah, I mean, she heard a lot of no's, but eventually someone said yes. But after a very long time, and I commend her. But I feel like these days, after so many no's, because the opportunity are, is not the same anymore. It's not like it used to be in the old days. I feel like after somebody knows, you might have to just call it quits and wrap it up. Do you think that the more somebody becomes a star, the more narcissistic they have to become? 
No, I think that I think that now with today's artists, I thought today's artists should start to actually be a little bit more narcissistic. I think that we've gotten to kumbaya, to we're like everybody, like no one wants to be different anymore. And I feel like that's what made the stars of like the 80s and the 90s. They were all fighting to be not like the other one. They mm. weren't social media, so that and they also didn't listen to what their fans thought was good on them or not. Um, you have to imagine Prince and or Michael Jackson listening to someone in wherever telling them, we don't like those heels you're dancing in, Prince, or we don't like that, I don't know, those gloves, Michael, or those or those flooding socks that shimmer. Like we may not have had those stars listening to people who are giving their opinions behind some phone. So I feel like today's artists actually dive back into themselves and try to make sure they're not like anyone. I mean, how, how do you just how do you teach someone to have more stage presence? You have to put them in front of a mirror. Because most times when people don't have good stage presence, they are sometimes afraid to even see themselves. So you have to like I know I know this. I always have resting bitch face, right? Like my yeah. face is always like when I'm listening, I'm like, it looks like I'm kind of angry. And you've helped Richie, you've helped me with some talks. Remember, I've called you beforehand and I'm like, yeah, like, like you, you know what's so smart about you is when I had a I had a talk with Fidelity in Vegas. Yeah. And I FaceTime with you beforehand. I'm like, what do I need to do? And you're like, no, first you come out in full suit, but then you take off the jacket and then you roll up your sleeves. So then they're feeling like they're getting down to business. Yes. You got to set the tone. So like even on these Zooms, when people have these, I'm just any advice in general, how do you have a presence? Well, I think what I'm saying is like the presence has to start with confidence. You got to have confidence. And then after that, you have to know what you're talking about. What do you want to convey to the people or person that's listening? But first and foremost, you definitely need confidence. And if you don't have that, it's just going to go down. You don't you think a lot of big artists don't have confidence? Um, I do nowadays. I, I completely. I, I think that nowadays it is like the, the artist has flipped. I think they're collectively more insecure, more worried about what people are saying, more concerned about outside influence or outside input. I feel like nowadays it is so much about what everyone else is saying. It's almost like you're allowing people who don't even know you to make who you are. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Who who do you feel like does the least of that though? Who do you think kind of fights against that? Fights against what, what they sort of should be doing. Yeah. Uh, have to say Lady Gaga. I would have to say Jojo Siwa. I would have to say Ariana from what I've seen recently, like meeting her and speaking with her and just feeling her energy. Um, I would have to say as far as older artists, I mean, it'd be like the Michaels, the Princess, Cher, Janet, uh, freaking Led Zeppelin kissed and give two shits. They were what all- how, how are you evolving in your craft? Well, I actually spoke with someone about this the other day. Um, you know what evolves me is like it's it is the client. It's it's who I'm working with. It's like it's like what are we trying to achieve? That that's how I evolve is sort of taking on more obstacles or or situations or sort of becoming creatively better with the person that I'm working with. That's how I evolve. I sort of evolve with who I'm working with. Personally, for me evolving. It's not about the next dance move. It's not about, it's it's more about like, what's the next concept? Uh, what's the next way to show something? Uh, what's the next story that we could tell? The yeah, dance- you, you've talk, you know what's interesting? You've talked to me about how like, there'll be people online who like do dance moves and they, it, 
but it's just them doing dance moves, right? And then they, yeah. to actually put it into practice to orchestrate literally a yeah. a whole symphony of dance moves and dancing and it's a totally different game, right? And I don't think people understand the difference. Well, so like people that dance online in most cases, they're dancing for themselves. It's about them, it's about how they look, it's about how they move, it's not about mm. anyone else except for them. So it's sort of like there's no orchestration. It's just about look at me. Whereas I, where I'm saying when you are a dancer or a choreographer, you are looking at an entire picture. You are trying to not you are trying to put movement on a cast of people that is going to affect the world. It's just it's not about me, the choreographer. It's about who I'm working with, who I like the music that I'm working with and how do we uh, put energy out to the world so that they can all feel it. You know, what I mean, I think mm. that's very much like look at me, look at me. And, and the moves are sort of like, you know, simple and A and B. I mean, if you put some of that, those steps on a humongous artist, you get sliced, diced and thrown away. <laughs> and, and and you do the, it's so competitive for dance. So many dancers come to LA trying to get that next shot, like yeah. to be a dancer on a tour, what have you, like, how do you choose? What are the like top three qualities when you're looking for someone? When I'm looking for someone and they come into like, any one of my auditions, I am looking at, first of all, who is a star? I think that every artist and or every project, commercials, videos, tours, should have star dancers behind them. Uh, we should not be worried about someone behind an artist or someone behind an actor or actress pulling focus or mm. worried about much, I don't know, uh, fan, what's the word I want to look for? Like, there's just people that worry about those things. I'm just like, they're not there for them though. They'll never pull more focus than you. The lights are on you. Everyone's yeah. there to see them. Yeah, they're um, not there to see them. No. So I, they're there to be like, who's on the bill? Oh, okay. That's who we're here to see. Um, so I was looking for a star dancer. I look for people who are going full out, meaning like they are giving their all as soon as they start to learn the first step. And then I look for people that can actually deliver back the vibe and how I gave them the dance. I want them to give it back to me, but even better. And those are the sort of the three qualities that I look for. No matter your height, weight, skin color, where you're from, if you, if you, and then, dance, let's say you have a hundred people in the room, just guessing since you've done this so many times, how many of those people actually do those three things? If I have a hundred people in the room, I want to say today, probably about, about 25. Got it. And then how do you cut after that? Now I'm cutting on look, vibe, uh, do you have a social media problem? Are you going to be on set or on, mm. on rehearsals trying to like videotape or blog? Uh, oh, so will you look at all their socials and be like, are they are they going to sit here and cause tantrums? Oh, yeah. and no, it's to the point now where your phones are outside. There are no phones in rehearsals. No, because someone's always trying to record something, trying to get this, they're trying to show that. And I'm just, I've had to make statements like, listen, you're on a job with someone else. This is their gig. This is their career. Yes, mm. you are. It's not your moment to own it and take footage and snap pictures and blog about it or talk about it. This is not that moment. So, yeah. And what, what's a mistake that you learned a lot about with bringing on a certain type of dancer? And then over a period of time, you're like, that just doesn't work for me. I don't know why I was doing that. I knew in my gut. Well, the, the only mistake is the mistake is a recurring mistake that I have to deal with every time. So like, Every time, I'm just going to give you an example. I could do a job with Gaga, and if it's involving, like, more than our normal, like, 12 core dancers, every time I have to hire more than that, there's always the mistake of or the risk of someone acting up 
acting crazy. Uh, you know, I always hear about like one or two dancers who are just like the worst collectively that everyone has had a problem with that I didn't even know the whole time. So it's a reoccurring mistake because I have to tell myself, okay, we're looking for 20 dancers. We're looking for more than 12 dancers on this job or that job. So there's always that, that mistake that I'm okay with making. I want to invite new artists and young dancers to work with me and around us. But there is a mistake that someone's going to always just go a little left or get a little crazy or try to have an attitude. This is always that mistake. that. God, I just, so it's almost like if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. Well, because I well, I can't fix that because I do want to continue to have great people around around yeah. around and new people, new artists, new young dancers. But in that always comes, well, did someone act up this time? So yeah, I got you. And then what is what is uh in terms of dancers and artists and talent that you see? Because I think sometimes it's just so helpful to learn from mistakes. That's how we all and we all go, uh-huh, I've done that too. Yes. Like, oh gosh, I was I what is something that you see with someone who's so great they could be such a star? Yeah. But the mistake they make. You ready? Yeah. Their attitude. Their attitude. I mean, especially if we're talking about dancers. Like, yeah. you have to come in there and just dance. You don't have to, you really don't have to ask any questions. You don't have to make any comments. All you gotta do is look at the choreographer and just dance, and you're fine. And if you kill it, great. But then all of a sudden they want to speak, ask questions, have an attitude, complain, what's this, what's that, and eh, eh, eh. and by the time they're done with all that, you just like forget it. I, I don't care how great you dance, you're out of here. Because I just don't want to. But what is it like just just so I can understand attitude, right? Because when you say attitude, like what's what like is it that thing you're like, it's time to dance, and you see them going. Uh, or is it they're off on the phone? Like, what is a uh, typical? It's, it is. It's, uh, or it's, I don't like this. Or why is that? Or I thought you said we was going to be done at this time. Or wait, you told me like all of that. When you work with creative people where times and shift, you know how things are. You can supposed to do something at 12. It ends up being one o'clock. Or we didn't eat meals at that time because we had to do this. Or I don't know. This outfit's going to change completely. We have a whole new vibe. Like you, as a, as someone, as these young artists are working with other artists, you have to sometimes just roll with it. Let me, you, how long have you been with Gaga? Since 2007. All right. What, and it, it's incredibly rare that someone would be the creative, like that you would, that you've gone through so many transformations, reinventions, shifting, collaborating with her. Why do you think you've, you're still in the mix? That's incredibly rare because everyone's always looking for I want that creative director. I want that choreographer. You know, it's always mixed up. I, I think it's, well, I, I would say this. And I'm speaking from what, I, well, well, what I'm thinking. Uh, I met her from day one, which is just, she was still on MySpace. Um, I'm also a very loyal uh, client. Like, I like stick with my clients. Um, I also feel like I do good work. And I feel like if people do good work... <laughs> You know, why not keep them and, and keep them around? And I just think that we've just been through so much together that throughout it all, we still continue to push each other. She does great work. I do great work. We have a great team around us. And I just feel like you keep the people that 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 are there for you through thin and thicker. And that's what we've done. But, so. you, but you, the industry itself is extremely transient, right? Well, yeah. And, the, and, and what I would say about that, to be honest with you, is that people who go through 50,000 people around them, there's something going on with them. Right. 
not just the choreographer or it's not the producer or it's not the stylist. What's happening with you if you're making these changes every album? Yeah. Well, Richie, thank you for uh, banging out and coming on Always Evolving. It's good to know because I think it's I think anyone who hires is always like, you know, they want to hire someone that's a star. They want to hire someone who has a good attitude. They want to hire someone who has the right vibe and listens and gives feedback. And I think those are incredible tips for anyone, especially people just looking to get back into the workplace, looking back at just how they reinvent their own lives. And I consider you the best in the business, your creative mastermind. I call you on anything I have creatively. You've even dealt with me when I've had down times and down days and what the hell am I doing? And how do I make life coaching be more exciting and interesting? And you've just been such a great friend and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Good, Mike. This was fantastic. I will see you soon. Soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Always Evolving with Coach Mike Bear. Please subscribe and download. Also, let me know your thoughts. Did you like this format to give you smaller, bite-sized podcasts? Or do you like a longer version? Please rate and review it. And I'll talk to you guys real soon.